This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee with the penultimate presentation of our podcast. Tomorrow will be my final episode before retiring. Sunrise 2.0 with Tramel Gomes premieres one week from now. About that mask mandate, the one the governor tried to ban, Tallahassee Circuit Judge John Cooper has decided that Ron DeSantis' order is unconstitutional, and local school boards are free to adopt mask mandates without a parental opt-out if they think that's the best way to contain the COVID-19 outbreak. The defendants do not have authority under this law to a blanket mandatory ban against a face mask policy that does not provide a parental opt-out. They simply do not have that authority. The law he's talking about is the newly approved Parents' Bill of Rights, and the Department of Education tried to use that bill to force school districts to do their bidding. In effect, though, the state has been hoisted on its own petard. For the third week in a row, the state health department reports 150,000 cases and an average of more than 200 deaths per day, or as the governor describes it, a seasonal fluctuation. What did DeSantis have to say about those deaths during an appearance on Fox? Well, he was never asked. But he did blame Joe Biden for letting COVID cross the border. We'll be standing up against his failed policies at the border, uh, his failed policies. You know, he said he was going to end COVID. Um, He hasn't done that. One of the governor's COVID advisors is recommending that she use a horse deworming medication to treat the disease. The company that makes the drug says that's pretty stupid. A woman who signed up to be a state prison guard is killed while training to use firearms. A Quincy man who worked as a federal prison guard will spend two years in jail after admitting he raped female inmates in Mariana and Tallahassee. We'll also have your calendar of events and two Florida person stories. A Florida man and Florida woman are wounded during a shootout between a boat and jet skiers, and a Florida woman goes to jail for taking a whiz outside her car. But first, a word from the sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics, and we are much obliged. Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida Education Champions. Online sports betting, it's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at floridaeducationchampions.com. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Monday, August 30th. This is International Whale Shark Day, National Beach Day, National Grief Awareness Day, National Toasted Marshmallow Day, and it's Frankenstein Day, celebrating Mary Shelley's novel published more than 200 years ago. Or you can go with the Gene Wilder version from Young Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. I beg your pardon? My name, it's pronounced Frankenstein. On this date in 1146, European leaders outlawed the crossbow, intending to end war for all time. Boy, that really worked, didn't it? In 1967, the Senate confirmed Thurgood Marshall as the first black justice. In 1969, there were racial disturbances in Fort Lauderdale. And in 1979, Hurricane David appeared. By the time it was done, the storm had killed 1,200 people in Florida, Dominicana, and the Dominican Republic. First off, the numbers. On Friday, the state reported 151,749 cases of COVID-19 for the week. That's the third week in a row we've had more than 150,000 cases. Included in that number are 26,475 cases of children under the age of 12. 
those who are too young to be vaccinated. And there were 48,000 new COVID cases in children 19 or younger in the last seven days. Friday's weekly report from the health department also shows 1,727 people died. The last three weekly reports have shown an average of more than 200 deaths per day due to COVID-19, and the total of number of deaths is now more than 44,000. It's like losing the cities of Altamont Springs, North Lauderdale, or Cutler Bay. A Tallahassee circuit judge rules against the governor and says local school boards can indeed adopt mandatory masks without giving parents the option to opt out. The state had argued that the masking policy had to give parents the right to refuse because of Florida's newly enacted Parents' Bill of Rights. But circuit judge John Cooper ruled Friday that the state's efforts to overrule the local school board was in fact a violation of that law. As it relates to school boards adopting mandatory face mask policies with no parental opt-out provision, there's no prohibition in a parent's bill of rights to adopting such a policy, none. The defendants do not have authority under this law to a blanket mandatory ban against a face mask policy that does not provide a parental opt-out. They simply do not have that authority unless they give the school boards their due process rights granted by the Florida legislature to make a showing of reasonableness, support of state policy, narrowly tailored, no lesser means you're going to achieve the same thing. This statute does not support a statewide order or any action interfering with the constitutionally provided authority of local school districts to provide for the safety and health of children based on the unique facts on the ground in a particular county. The law of Florida does not permit the defendants to punish school boards for adopting a face mask mandate if the school boards have been denied their due process rights under the Parents' Bill of Rights to show that their policy is reasonable and meets the requirements of the law. If the defendants act to deny the school district's due process rights provided by the law, as appears to be the case here in at least the Broward and Alachua County case, and if they strictly enforce any other rule, regulation, policy, executive order, whatever basis you want to call it, then they are acting without authority. The law expressly permits school boards to adopt policies regarding the health care of students, such as a face mask mandate, even if a parent disagrees with that policy. The law requires only that the policy be reasonable, is necessary to achieve a compelling state interest, and be narrowly tailored and not otherwise served by less restrictive means. The actions of the defendants do not pass constitutional muster because they seek to deprive the school boards in advance and without the school board's right to show the reasonableness of the policy. The law does not require that the school board get permission for a policy in advance. It requires only that if a policy is challenged, it has a burden to prove its validity under the guidelines of the statute. Therefore, an executive order and or an agency action or an executive action, which bans under all circumstances a face mask mandate for school children without a parental opt-out, does not meet constitutional muster because such action exceeds the authority given to the defendants. 
under the Parents' Bill of Rights law passed by the Florida legislature. Seeking to enforce a policy through the executive order and through actions that violate the provisions of the Parents' Bill of Rights is by definition arbitrary and capricious because there is no reasonable reasonable or rational justification for not following, following, excuse me, no reasonable or rational justification for not following all of the provisions of a duly enacted and authorized Florida law. A policy or action which violates the Parents' Bill of Rights cannot be lawfully enforced by the defendants. The executive order and or agency action is described above and heard in this case, which violates the Parents' Bill of Rights, exceeds any authority to issue the executive order to the extent it sets in motion or causes a violation of the Parents' Bill of Rights and exceeds the authority of the defendants that was granted to them by the legislature in the Parents' Bill of Rights. There's an old phrase that comes to mind here, being hoisted on your own petard. Back in the days before artillery, invading armies made gunpowder bombs to breach the gates. They were called petards, and they had to be carried to the gate. Sometimes they exploded too soon, killing the person who was supposed to be planting it, and it was known as being hoisted on your own petard. Well, that is exactly what happened to the governor. The law they passed during the session actually worked against them in this case. The governor's office says that ruling will be appealed immediately, but DeSantis never mentioned it during an interview on his favorite safe media outlet, Fox News. Instead, he blamed President Joe Biden for interfering in Florida by promising he would have the backs of school boards that opposed the anti-mask mandate. Well, look, we are absolutely going to stand in Biden's way. If he's trying to bring his destructive policies to Florida, if he's trying to have the federal government take away parents' rights in terms of their, their school children, um, if he's trying to continue with his inflationary policies, if he's going to continue to try to dump. Unfortunately, I believe we just lost Governor Ron DeSantis. Do we have him back? Governor, can you I'm hear me? Here. All right. Great. You hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Yeah, yeah. Continue. So, so what? We'll be standing up against his failed policies at the border, uh, his failed policies. You know, he said he was going to end COVID. Um, he hasn't done that. Uh, we are the first state to start the uh, treatment centers for monoclonal antibodies, having great success with that. That should have been a bigger plan, a uh, bigger part of this whole response throughout the country from the beginning. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think he's trying to find a way to distract from the failures of his presidency. And so he thinks that he can attack Florida. Sometimes he attacks Texas because we're Republican states. Um, but I can tell you uh, that dog's not going to hunt down here. Florida parents want to be able to make decisions for their kids. Biden is obsessed with forcing kindergartners to have to wear masks for eight hours a day, even if that's not what the parent wants them to do. And he has all these other problems that he's not tending to. So we're ready um, and we'll be uh, willing to respond in kind. Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida, thanks well, for coming more, on. They're more willing to send people from the border to our cities. Uh, and they'll roll out the red carpet. Much more difficult to get them to get all the Americans out of Afghanistan. Right. Where are your priorities <laughs> that you would do something like that? Right. And the anchorman smiled. He had plenty of time to ask about Afghanistan, but never once questioned DeSantis about the 200 Floridians per day being killed by COVID-19. 
Two veterans of the Florida Highway Patrol have succumbed to the disease. Trooper Sean Herc had 17 years on the job. Compliance investigator Ernie Brown spent 30 years with the patrol. There is some good news on the COVID front. Hospitalization rates are going down. Sunday's report from the Department of Health and Human Services shows 15,778 COVID patients in Florida. That's 386 fewer than the day before, and it's the fourth day in a row that number has declined. The number of COVID patients in the intensive care unit has also gone down for the third day in a row. A California shrink who's been advising the governor on coronavirus recently promoted a livestock dewormer instead of vaccination for COVID-19. Dr. Mark McDonald of Los Angeles is among a fringe group of medical professionals who have pushed ivermectin as an alternative treatment for COVID, despite it being sold for farm animals. The maker of the drug says there is no scientific basis to claim it's effective. The CDC reports a spike in calls to poison control centers from people who took the drug. McDonald was one of several doctors summoned by DeSantis for a closed door discussion in July on masking policies in schools, where he argued that masking children is child abuse. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement is investigating the death of a woman who is training to be a prison guard. Whitney Cloud joined the Department of Corrections in June. She was assigned to Jefferson Correctional Institution, but was training at Wakulla Correctional when she was shot and killed during firearms training. The Department of Corrections won't talk about the circumstances that led to her death, but they do say that no one else was injured. And a former prison guard has been sentenced to two years in the federal lockup for raping female inmates. 39-year-old Philip Golightly of Quincy was employed by the U.S. Bureau of Prisons when he sexually assaulted female inmates that were under his custodial, supervisory, and disciplinary authority at the federal correctional institutions in Mariana and Tallahassee. Golightly's prison sentence will be followed by five years of supervised release. He'll also be required to register as a sex offender. Your calendar events? Well, today, Chief U.S. District Judge Mark Walker holds a hearing at 9 o'clock on a request for an injunction to block a new state law aimed at cracking down on violent protests. The Orange County Legislative Delegation holds an online meeting at 9.30 as it prepares for the upcoming session. The Florida Department of Transportation will hold kickoff meetings about a Broward County commuter rail project with webinars at 1 and at 5.30. At 1.30, Congressman Charlie Crist, who's running for governor next year, will join the Broward County School Board members, the Broward Teachers Association president, and elected officials for a press conference on the judge's decision to strike down Ron DeSantis' executive order banning mask requirements in school. And Representative Kelly Skidmore of Boca Raton holds an online event at 6 to discuss the blue economy, which involves ocean-related issues. A Florida man and Florida woman were shot after an altercation between people on a boat and people on jet skis on the St. John's River Saturday. Two people who were shot in the incident were airlifted to a hospital for treatment. Deputies say three people are in custody, including one person who was taken to a hospital for medical issues. The Lake County Sheriff's Office and the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission are investigating. Finally today, a Florida woman was arrested for urinating in the parking lot of an apartment complex in Lady Lake. An officer spotted 42-year-old Darlene Ravels squatting beside her SUV at 2 in the afternoon. When he asked what she was doing, the waitress said, peeing. She lives in the apartment complex but did not explain why she couldn't use her own bathroom. Police searched her car and found two open cans of alcohol plus some oxycodone. So it turned into one hell of an expensive piss. The charges are possession of oxys and disorderly intoxication. That's it for the penultimate episode of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we take our final plunge into the cesspool known as Florida politics.